here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarran. Pyro, Michael Cole. Oh my God, is that? Oh, it's the demon. The demon has returned. Jeff Hawkins. Choke slam and that's it. There you go. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarran and Jeff Hawkins. Tonight on Shake Them Ropes, Chris Jericho says hello to New Japan. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens say goodbye to Jolly Ol' England. Pete Dunne is going deep in the heart of Texas. And John Cena and AJ Styles become the backbone of Survivor Series. All this and we review the Ric Flair 30 for 30 special. My name is Jeff Hawkins. As always, the host of Shake Them Ropes, Rob McCarran. Where do we start? There's too much going on. Can people, like, stop for a minute? Like, just... There's too much happening. What is... I, I I think we start with Chris Jericho, because that's a huge deal. Uh, and a surprise. A genuine surprise. Um, either that or we start with Pete Dunne wrestling a dark match in Houston. <laughs> I just put that because I needed something for... <laughs> I'm like, to, wow. Hold really? on, hold on. I know where I wanted to start. What Let me spike with? the football over the intro last week, mm-hmm. which you so rudely interrupted. Hmm. Rob, okay. is there a chance that they put the belt on AJ? No. God, no. <laughs> I mean, there's still no chance they do that. I'm looking forward to Jinder versus Brock. Yeah. You th- Okay, now hold on, because there's one or two scenarios here I think are possible. Uh-huh. What, one is the automatic rematch on Tuesday, and he just wins it back, and they did this just for the pop in England. Oh, yeah. The other one is that they're going to belt they wanted to pop a good number on this survivor series so and they didn't want the match getting crapped on so they put AJ Styles in there to look good but still lose against Brock and he's going to lose the title before the India tour and Jinder goes in as a two-time champ or three-way I mean you think oh Jinder Mahal God, you think no. Jin, you think Jinder Mahal just is off the survivor series card after this run and he's it like He's the big deal of that India tour. He's a big deal on uh, SmackDown. I mean, let's face it. He was the champion for the last five months. He's a big deal on SmackDown. Um, I don't just see him being off this pay-per-view. I'm I th- do. I'm thinking three-way. Oh, my God, man. Let's, I let's face it. Wrong. Let's face it. He was the one who challenged Brock, right? Yeah, sure, he's not the champion anymore, but he's still the one that challenged Brock, and Brock accepted. Now you have AJ as the champion. I think we're getting... Uh, I, I don't... I can see him costing AJ. I can, in, in I can see something like that too. Here's what I think is going to happen. Uh, I would put the favorite on AJ Styles versus Brock actually happening. I could see Jinder Mahal getting a rematch next week. Um, or I could see a three-way. Those are the three options. But I, you know, 50% maybe? It's 50-50 that AJ versus Brock actually happens. And, you know, you can go 20-30, you can go 25-25, whatever the percentages is you want to go on the other options. So so, so, put me in your logic here. So they did it just to pop the Manchester crowd? Uh, pop the Manchester crowd. It's a tape show. Maybe uh, get some ratings because they're not up against any major football, not up against baseball playoffs. It, it is November sweeps. Uh, yeah, which don't mean as much anymore, let's face no, it. No, they don't, but, Especially but they still your- mean... They still mean something, though. Yeah, but not so much for Universal anymore either, because they have that across-the-channel ad-buy gimmick where you buy for NBC and you're also buying for USA. Okay. Uh, It's it's weird, but they could pop a number there. They could also be building up a three-way. Like, it's not just to pop a number. They could build up, you know, putting AJ on the show, and and that way you don't have to have Jinder or Brock lose. You have AJ Styles, who just lost to Finn Balor, the guy who just got crushed by Kane. It's not like they've been thinking about this AJ Styles match for a while. 
and they put no, a lot into Jinder and Brock. I could see Jinder winning the title again on the next two SmackDowns, whichever one. Because there's two SmackDowns before this pay-per-view, is there not? Or just yes. one? Just or, or he wins a match to set himself up as the number one qualifier, but still gets into the three-way. Well, that's I the, other, that that's too, the yeah. other situation about the Jinder Mahal mess, is he could very well be out of it for Survivor Series, and then the next SmackDown pay-per-view is in December. You could do AJ and Jinder as the main event of that show. Well, December. there you go. No, yeah, Brock Brock beats up AJ to the point where he's weakened against Ginger. Ginger wins the title back. Yeah, because you still got that pay per view in December, which is a uh, a SmackDown show. So there's time. Uh, the other big news, if we're sticking with the uh, big situation on SmackDown and Survivor Series, yes, you have AJ Styles as your new World Champion, your WWE Champion. Uh, but after SmackDown on Shane McMahon's Twitter account. We had the reveal of the fifth member of Team Survivor Series. And hey, what do you know? It's John Cena. Free agent, John Cena. Jesus, screech into the <laughs> mic. Why don't you? God. Oh, did, did I? I'm sorry. Holy hell. I didn't Ooh. mean to do that. Yeah, turn that down. Well, I'm still waiting for my noise gate. <laughs> I'm using it right now. I got I to gotta take this out. <laughs> I'm going to send it your way. Yes, you're right. You got um, the, you got the uh, thank you card, though, I hope. If it did, it came today. Are you serious? You haven't gotten the thank you card? No. Oh, maybe we haven't sent it to you. There's some. <laughs> well, no, no, no. There's. We sent. Uh, we sent thank you cards to immediate family members who knew that we would like. Who we knew if they didn't get one right away would be kind of like, hey, why haven't I got a card yet? I figured you were just ungrateful. No, no. We have. <laughs> there, there are a bundle that we have saved for like friends and not as close. Uh, well, I shouldn't say this on the air in case they're listening. <laughs> mostly friends uh we, right. we haven't none of, none of our friends or family listen to this it's all just wrestling twitter oh you'd be surprised how many oh, family okay. members keep talking to me about how they listen to the podcast and like, I, like I didn't even on, know you knew like, about hold on, it hold on hold on hold on do they like me oh yeah they hate me all, oh good that's all i need to know that. man we listen to this podcast and we really wanted to like you but that jeff hawkins is so much more likable outstanding and i'm like i know this i know I so <laughs> so anyways back to this team um Hear, hear it on Twitter a- every day how Jeff Hawkins is more likable. <laughs> Stop it. You are the heart and soul of the show. Okay, yeah. Uh, it, oh, <laughs> they, there's a poll. Who's the heart and soul of Shake Them Ropes? No, 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 no. I, I'd say you're the brains. I'm more the, the mouth. Um, Team AARP on SmackDown, even though it's five big-time baby faces. Yeah, they're super old. Can we Randy talk about Orton. how can we Randy talk about how Orton. none of the GMs made good choices with these teams? None of exactly. them. Exactly. Randy Orton is the youngest guy on this team at 37. Just ridiculous. And and you put your five biggest baby faces on the same team after you pull the heel move of invading the other show. What? <laughs> but I like your note about uh the Finn um Samoa Joe additions. Wait, these two guys are fighting and you're putting them on the same team? I mean, <laughs> Kurt Angle, you are an idiot. All right, you're building up a team. You're the leader of this team. You're going into war. Your job is on the The last draw, we just heard that your job is on the line if Team Raw doesn't win this one. And you're going to just take two guys who had just got done beating each other that couldn't even wrestle a match because they were so upset at each other and you're going to put them in the match? Why the hell wouldn't you put a Honestly, pick two tag teams that are somewhat on similar pages that at least know how to team together. Why are you not picking the bar and guns and gallows or like two teams that are at least good on your raw brand that won't have these types of issues? Why well, he can no longer he no longer has the bar at his disposal because of that move. Just ridiculous. I don't like that move, by the way. I was looking forward kind of to Dean and, and Seth versus Hey, I think I think Sheamus and Cesaro will be a good match with the it's Usos, fine. but it's yes, fine. But it's not as good. Seth me. and Dean were going to be better. That was a better match. Mm-hmm. Like that was the one subtraction on this card that we got this week. We got a lot of changes. We expected changes. I don't think we expected changes to this level, to where you have John Cena as the fifth man on Team SmackDown. No Roman Reigns because he's still sick, and you still don't. We're, have- uh- yeah, we're getting more changes though. I'm I'm certain of this. There's still one week. So what is today? Today is the eighth. So there's one more week of television before Survivor Series. We have the Go Home Raw, the Go Home SmackDown, Survivor Series being on the 19th of November. 
Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens still don't have a match. And at this point, after what happened on SmackDown, apparently, they may not get one. Are we going into this now? I mean, we might as well. I, I really want to get into Chris Jericho and New Japan. We will get into that. That's a yes. big part of this show. Uh, but all the craziness heading into Survivor Series. Because next week, we are going to preview NXT TakeOver and Survivor Series uh, with our with our show leading up to that week. We'll get we'll get what we think might happen, who's the winners, what's going on. But this this week is all about the changes to the card in close proximity to the show. Uh, you know, last month we had the changes in TLC, not necessarily at the fault of WWE because you had injuries and different things going on. So you had to make changes. This one, you announce a card. Yes, you did it super early, which should have should have told you that there will be changes in the world of WWE. And here we got them like all rushed right at us here at once. Jinder Mahal out, AJ Styles in, The Bar in, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins out. Uh, the New Day, we have a New Day match now, uh, probably happening against Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. I don't quite know if it's been announced officially, but that one looks likely. Oh, and I think we're getting three on three on that one. Okay. So you Shield, ver- Shield versus New Day. Uh, okay, well, if Roman Reigns isn't, uh, that makes sense too. You know, if he wasn't being te- kept out of the main event because of the sickness, he could just be being kept out because of this match here. There you go. We we can finally have a shield match. And who is it against? The New Day. Also mega baby faces. <laughs> this crowd's going to be so confused. It's a, what? And let's what? face it. Houston's going to like the New Day better. Oh, yeah. And um, and I think Charlotte is still getting that match against Alexa Bliss. Every city would like them. Well, that's what we have next week, right? We have Charlotte versus yeah. Natalia. And we can have another change. With Charlotte winning the title and facing Alexa Bliss, and you have are they baby face towards, heel. Are they going towards this stupid anything can happen in the WWE uh, mm. motif again? Are we getting that? Okay. <laughs> anything can happen. Well, especially when you announce matches, but then have title matches in between. You're you're setting yourself up for changes. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Mm-hmm. We had our first we had our first inter intergender match in a long time on WWE television this week too. We did. <laughs> Becky Lynch versus James Ellsworth. Do you think we keep seeing James Ellsworth or is he done? Um, I think he comes back to help Carmella when she cashes in. But he's taken off for a while. I just thought this was dumb. You don't do a comedy match to set up the seriousness of the women's team. I'm sorry. It's just one of those disconnects that they don't see. I, I have no problem with Becky Lynch versus James Ellsworth. I probably would have done it someplace like mania where this crowd would have eaten it up mm-hmm. as opposed to overseas. But, uh, I think Carmella kicking him, he's going to come back eventually when she actually does cash in either blow it for her or help her win. I don't know which, uh, I, more if we're going by WWE mind, I think helping her win is probably the way to go. Like, oh, we fooled you. Like, I was upset, but he had to win me over again, and he did it by getting me the championship. Stockholm Syndrome. Mm. I'm in love with her, even though she beats me up. Sure. Yeah. Well, they're best friends. You know, they're best friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, just craziness. Chaos. Kurt Angle, the leader of Team Raw. Shane McMahon, the leader of Team SmackDown. So now what we have. Uh, this goes in. I mean, back to the point that these guys don't know what they're doing picking their teams. I mean, you pick Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. Uh, Kurt Angle, at least in storyline wise, it makes sense to pick Jason Jordan. If you have high hopes for Jason Jordan, you think he's the next big thing. You would want to pick Jason Jordan for your team. Oh, and he's your son. But then you have Braun Strowman. And again, he picked Braun Strowman for his team when Braun Strowman was dead. Yes. What is that? And then you have Shane McMahon here. Randy Orton is the youngest member of his team and the best member of his team. Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura. And then John Cena. John Cena, I mean, a pretty big get, kind of last minute. It shows that there was no planning on Shane McMahon's part. And then, of course, Shane McMahon is in there. A guy who lost to Kevin Owens. A guy who lost to AJ Styles. A guy who's not a winner. He's super old. If you were fighting for your brand, wouldn't I mean, put yourself out of the match, okay? You really think you are one of the five best to go at it in this main event? This is, <laughs> this is bad team picking. Both teams deserve to lose. 
NXT invasion, baby. I can't. No, I don't know. Um, no, I, I agree. It, it, it's something that doesn't make sense. Oh, and and Daniel Bryan's been beaten up, and 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 uh, nobody really knows why. It's just one of those things that happens. We also Kurt Angle can't control himself. Yeah, someone set up Daniel Bryan, but nobody knows who. <laughs> we also Miz uh, is giving weird promos. Miz is cutting weird promos, and he's facing Baron Corbin still. Mm-hmm. Or Sin Cara, that would oh, be a shit. crazy change if they do. Because Sin Cara, Baron Corbin's, they're wrestling for the U.S. title next week. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. Oh, uh, you also you have, know what? You know what? They do that to Sin Cara just to make him do a dive spot so Miz didn't catch him. <laughs> we still don't know who the fifth member of Team Raw for the women's uh, five-on-five Survivor Series elimination match is. It's Nia Jax, Asuka, Sasha Banks, and Alicia Fox at the moment. Who's member number five? You know, people would say probably Paige, but I'm going to go. They're going to go the straight ahead route, and it's going to be Bailey, and maybe Bailey wins it for them, or Bailey blows it for them to set up something like, you know, Alicia Fox and Bailey as a feud. I don't know, but I, I would go that this won't be a surprise and it will be Bailey. Now, for, forgive me if I'm wrong. Dana Brooke. Well, no, I no. Sasha Banks and Bailey wrestled for the spot, right? Um, am I am I misremembering something that happened here? No, they they had a tag team match against Nia and Alicia Fox, and Alicia Fox said I want you on my team Sasha, but didn't want Bailey. Okay. I get it. I thought they wrestled one on one. Bailey and Sasha. No, no, they wrestled in the three-way with Alicia for the captain. I remember that. Yeah. When Alicia Fox is your captain, you don't know what to expect. You can't know what to expect at all. Enzo Amore and Callisto for the Cruiserweight Championship. You had uh, Pete Dunne there on Raw, uh, defeating Cruiserweight Champion Enzo Amore. Mm -hmm. And now he is going to defend the UK Championship in a dark match at NXT TakeOver Houston against Jonathan Gargano. So we, Hyped. Uh, yeah, might Hyped. It, could it Hyped. make TV? Could it be on the NXT TV show that Wednesday after takeover? Will yes, it be a forgotten it, yes. match only for the live audience? You know, we'll see. You think it's, it's going to be on TV that Wednesday? It would make sense that it would be. I think it's being taped. Yes. It's very odd that it wouldn't be on the takeover show. It, the, takeover. I mean, if I'm, I believe it still only has, uh, four matches announced. Now I haven't watched the TV from tonight yet. Cause I was busy doing trivia night as well as uh, set up for this show, it does appear that they actually did announce Cassius Ono and Lars Sullivan as a match. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be long enough or they make that a long enough segment to where that's the fifth and final match on the main show. We could see still one more, uh, but maybe that's it. Cassius Ono, Lars Sullivan. That means we might be deprived of a tag team classic and the only traditional tag team match that would have been on this show Tino and Riddick versus the Street Profits. You need to watch this week's show, if only to watch Montez Ford in the in the vignette, because he is fantastic. He is so good in terms of personality and look. They may think they don't need Ricochet. That's how good they are. Oh, Mont- oh, he's a transcendental talent in the ring. I get that. I get that. But remember, wrestling is the fourth, fourth or fifth aspect of a person when they view a star. Oh yeah. Montez Ford oozes ease of charisma on this camera in terms of acting. It it is amazing to me watching him. He has, he has no self-awareness whatsoever. He is a confident performer in terms of his acting abilities. He is a fantastic if if Vince can get out of his way on certain prejudices he have, and I don't, I'm not saying he's racist. I'm saying he has certain prejudices towards minority performers and how they are supposed to behave on his on his television show. In some ways, um, Montez Ford will be a millionaire very, very, very soon. He's great. He's fantastic. Yes, he he's great. The street prophet that is not Angelo Dawkins has a bright future in WWE. Oh, boy, this week. And that's just the week of TV that we've gotten through. That is just the week of WWE Raw 
We glossed over Smackdown. we glossed over something though. What did we gloss over that has been as important? There's so much stuff happening. You don't even remember everything. You can't remember everything. But what did I gloss and pass over? Well, we addressed it for a second and then okay. we, we moved on. Sammy and Kevin. Sammy and Kevin. All right, these guys, these fucking guys. All right. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, they're in the main event segment of WWE SmackDown. They get uh, blitzed by the New Day. It was the main event segment. Am I wrong? No, it wasn't. Of course, the title match was the main event segment. Anyway, they're on SmackDown. They get blitzed by the New Day. Sami Zayn loses to Kofi Kingston. And then after the match, Kevin Owens, you know, takes some cheap uh, shots at Kofi Kingston. Bails from the ring. Sami Zayn bails from the ring. The guys kind of just stand there for a little bit. Kevin Owens is yelling. He's mad. And the segment ends. It's over. Okay. The next day, the next morning after this taping, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they get sent back to the United States. They get sent away from the European tour. They get kicked off. There's still, what, I think a couple shows to go. They get kicked off. All right. They're going back home. We don't exactly know why. Ryan sat in a pro wrestling sheet is saying that they didn't follow what was scripted for them. Okay. There might be some unhappiness there. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn did not complete the UK tour, might be in some hot water. Might they be left off a Survivor Series? Might that add to the anger of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens? Uh, Kevin Owens, do you think he maybe thinks he's big enough to where he can kind of get by on this? And he he maybe overestimated his position? Let's put it this way. If they went off script, I don't think it was out of any sort of animus. I think they were just feeling the crowd. and Or maybe, you know, you, you know how they that. over... But, but you know you how they do over... what you're supposed to do. Okay, you know you got to do what you're supposed to do, but they overscript these things to the point where you don't always remember what you're supposed to do, and sometimes you may miss a half a beat here or there, and then you just gotta kind of wing it until you remember where your, your where your point is. But but on these things, it's probably to the point where they had to cut the segment at that point because it's so tightly scripted for time. I, you know, I I, I don't want to. I don't, I don't know if they did it on purpose or not. I mean, uh, Satin in his article, you know, hints that they're unhappy about Neville and Jimmy Jacobs being gone, but I, I don't think that's it either. Well, no, um, not, not that they're upset about that, that that's not probably helping if they are upset. No, no, that they, that they, that there's been problems with the attitude of late and that has helped with that. It could be a giant work to set them up coming back for survivor series. But but that someone made a good point that that well why would they do that to rip off the fans of the cities that only get to see them once a year, and the answer is maybe they don't think they're as big of stars as AJ no, Gender no, no. and, and the New Day. No, Kevin Owens was he he went home from the South America tour and the replacement for Kevin Owens was Triple Fucking H. It's Triple H. Okay, no that no you make a very good point. I I didn't mean to you know all of a sudden you start dropping f bombs on me like I'm <laughs> Now I get it. Triple H was you. Triple H was replacing both Kevin Owens and AJ. I get it. And and AJ might have been the precipice for Triple H going down there, but you lost two big talents. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn being kicked off these tours. This ain't no work. Okay? They're not no. doing that for okay. a work. I mean, that's just not happening. It's a European tour. They're not also paying for extra flights just to get them out of there early. And that that's not happening. You want to do that, you just keep them off the show, but you keep them in Europe. Um, the, only, the only reason you do this, if you are that angry, you think they did something wrong on purpose. Oh, though. and and whatever happened afterwards when they were at, you know, when the agents were back there, the writers are back there, or whoever's back there, Vince could be they back weren't, there. They weren't, they weren't complicit enough. They weren't, they weren't given the right answers. To make mm-hmm. you think that, okay, it was just a, a simple mistake and they forgot what they were supposed to do or they thought they heard to do something differently. No, there was, uh, they had a feeling that they got, they, they did this on purpose, that they ignored what their instructions were and they didn't want that flying. And Kevin Owens, not that big of a star to where you would send him. Randy Orton does something like that. Maybe Randy Orton wouldn't do something like that because let's face it, Randy Orton is the epitome of professional. <laughs> Okay. If Randy Orton does something like that, they're probably not sending him home. They're probably not sending him home. Kevin Owens, not as big of a star as he might think. Is he a big enough star that he thinks he is? Maybe, but they don't consider that. 
And so they said, this, this is, the, this is the type of thing that they, this company will hold a grudge about oh, for yeah. years. And you for know what? Years. Well, you know what though? They'll hold the grudge. Like if Kevin Owens is their big player later on and he's in the title picture, they're hold that grudge against Sami Zayn. It could That's be true. both of their yeah. faults. They will hold the grudge against Sami Zayn. Yeah. And not Kevin Owens. Marketable. I mean, and, and Sammy, Sammy, you know, he's just, a, he's a good hand, but he's not ever going to be a star. You know, yeah, he could, he could, we could see him losing to Mike Kanellis again soon. He's Kevin Owens second right now. Mm. He's not equal part. He's not equal player. He's Kevin Owens second. It's a very good point. Oh boy. I know. <sighs> yeah. That was TV. TV was madness. Pete Dunn getting a win over Enzo Amore. 205 Everyone Live was interesting too this week. I know I'm the only one of us two who watched it, but Enzo Amore. Yeah, none of us watched that. Captivated. I know, but but I'm I'm just I'm watching it to watch Enzo pretty much because I'm trying to gauge whether or not he's a really good heel or just very captivating on the microphone. And I'm I'm still still a little shaky because he. He does not miss a beat. He captivates this crowd. He does not give them room to breathe. I mean, yeah, he will yeah. insult them and just keep <laughs> on going. And there are times where it, it's it's weird because he was bringing out the the UK kids and almost felt like, uh, you know, it was almost like he was baby facing on them. And then all of a sudden he turned heel on them. It, it, it's it's almost like he's only a personality that they're still not sure what to do with his likability factor with it. It's very very weird to watch at times. Uh, the second biggest thing to happen this week, I would say, okay, is uh, Jack Swagger is wrestling an indie show on Saturday. Look, the, 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 you you still, I mean, I, I I saw you retweet this, and you, the killer bees are on this card. My God, <laughs> I don't exactly know what the golden lion on the poster is supposed to be. Are you going to this? I am not. Okay, I then. am not going to this. Uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Northeast Indiana. Uh, there is a wrestling event at a, at the Memorial Coliseum, the expo center, which holds like 2,500 people, maybe even more than that. Uh, it's a big arena. They're in the expo center. They got Jack Swagger coming in. They had Jeff Jarrett coming in. He's not coming in now because Jeff Jarrett has other obligations. Too cold coming in too cold Scorpio. Um, Tammy Lynn sitch, uh, this gold lion statue, whatever that may be. Al Snow, Congo Kong. There's a lot of dudes on this show. <laughs> See, I thought for sure you were going to troll me with the Sawyer Fulton release. Uh, and Sawyer I, I, Fulton was released, but that we saw coming. I mean, that guy was, he was insanity for what, two weeks? I actually thought they may bring him back for that War Games match to interfere in some way. I don't, I, I just don't think no anyone would remember him. No one in Houston would remember him. They'd all be like, who's this guy coming in? No, no one would have true. remembered him. He was a nobody okay. before his insanity. Then he was in there for two weeks and he was nothing special. Let's face it. I mean, even you got Rob Naylor on Twitter, who's super nice to everybody. He's a great guy himself. And he always accentuates the positives of people. And he'll talk about how, you know, he'll talk about good stories of guys who were released, you know, what they could have done better, blah, blah, blah. All he could say about Sawyer Fulton was nice guy. That's how you know <laughs> that he was any, he was not any good. Oh, nice guy. You know, good luck to him. Not any good. Probably shouldn't have been there. For as long as what was, he was. What, what was the name of uh? What was the name of that whole stable with Gable uh, and Shoot uh, Nation? God, I wish that had come to come to pass. Not, I loved that. Not with thing. all the dudes they had though. Yeah, I mean Chad Gable, Tucker Knight, I think was in that group. Uh, Sawyer mm -hmm. Fulton, Jason Jordan, and maybe Angelo even Dawkins. Oh, the Street Prophet that is Angelo Dawkins was in that yes. group. Yes. Uh, there were. Yeah, I think that was it. I think that was all the dudes. I hope anyway. Um, Get Dan Lambert to talk for them. That would have been a great stable. Right. Oh, boy. Um, what do you make of this Ric Flair 30 for 30? What would you enjoy about it? No, no, let's do Jericho. No, I want to I wanna do this Ric Flair 30 for 30. We're going we're gonna to talk about Chris Jericho. I might get fired up about this Chris Jericho thing, so let's talk Flair. Oh. Okay, well, I'm going to get fired about this. Oh, let's get fired. I want to see Jeff Hawkins fired up. I... As the day wore on and I talked to more people, I realized what a whiff this this documentary what? was. 
in some ways. What? In some ways. In some ways. How? Some How ways. was this a I enjoyed riff? it. Because I don't think the director knew anything about Ric Flair. And I don't think he knows. There are three types of documentaries out there, really. There's the one that has the thesis statement of asking a question and then going where the information leads when you're doing doing the documentary. There's one where you have a point of view already and you're basically giving information to feed that point of view. And there's one where you have a subject and you film a bunch of stuff and then you try and make a story in post. This one's the third one. And this felt like to me an essay without an outline first. They tr- and, th- and instead of telling a story, they then made a movie because that entire thing with Reed's um, uh, resting place, you know, a- as much of a visual as that is, is that framing device there. But they never, t- I mean, it was weird because half the movies is kind of a stilted biography that relies on an unreliable narrator at times. I mean, I liked the animation stuff. Don't get me wrong. It felt a little bit like the WWE network show a bit, you know, a bit cheap in that way, but you know, I liked it for what it is. I realized this is a documentary for people who know nothing about Ric Flair, but it also doesn't serve you in learning about Ric Flair. It's almost a biography of his television character in many ways, which is, which is also a little bit weird to me. The guy can't pronounce Hulk Hogan, the director. He calls him Huck Hogan. And I, I don't know if that's just a language thing or how do you not know who Hulk Hogan was? I mean, and it's weird because I thought Hulk Hogan came off very good in this. If, if this may be part of his reclamation project, he may not believe any of it. But him him putting Ric Flair over as far more talented than he was was kind of eye-opening. Triple H... You know, every time I watch Triple H on these types of things, I, I kind of like Triple H, but at the same time, he he's that guy who has that air of, hey, I bootstrapped my way through it and earned it. Everybody, you know, oh, Rick's a liar, you know, ha 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 kind of thing. It was It's weird because it's like, yeah, you wouldn't have gotten everything you did if you weren't six foot five, and then eventually the boss's daughter fell in love with you. So it, it, you have that kind of perched position where you can where you can look down on other people who had problems in the business and things like that. That kind of turned me off a bit. You know, the the wrestler interview parts were fine, but you know, he, he the interview but that's what it is. The interview part between the director and Ric Flair it, it it's like that old Saturday night live sketch the Chris Farley show. You remember that time when you were in the, I mean and it only really covers 86 to like 88. <laughs> can in ter- can, can in ter- you talk ter- about it? <laughs> yeah. Can you talk about this? Can you talk about the horseman? Can you, I mean, why do you not have questions for him? Why, why are you making him do all the talking about a, on a documentary about him? And, and it, it just, it, it felt meandering at times. It felt like they really didn't know what they were going for on this. And they found the angle with the, with, with the read at the end. And they, and they tried to bring it around as if it was a coherent thesis. That's my problem with it. Overall, it's very entertaining. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's a bad documentary. It just felt like I was watching it and it felt like it wasn't thought out. And, and when they told me it was going to be 90 minutes instead of 60, cause they had so much material it may have been a tighter movie with that 30, whatever it was taken out of it. I don't know what 30 they take out of it. If they take out the part about Reed and Charlotte, or if they're taking out just, you know, road stories that, you know, most people have heard. It, it's a very nice primer for people who don't know Ric Flair. Well, you know, they have, they have the ESPN personalities talking about, it. they have the, you know, his influence on rap and sports. And, and that's another, that's another angle that they could have chased more thoroughly if they had wanted to, but it just becomes kind of a footnote. So you have all these angles that they had put together in one movie. It's a little bit like, uh, I, I'd compare it to beyond the mat in terms of not having that cohesiveness. It's just, we're putting a camera on Ric Flair, having him talk. And that's going to be the documentary as opposed to something like, uh, the two Escobars, which, which had, you know, the, the dichotomy, I mean, the really well-made 30 for thirties have, 
for lack of a ter- better term, an agenda going in, or they have a cohesive story going in that they want to tell. They didn't have the story that they wanted to tell about Ric Flair, other than we want to talk about Ric Flair. That's my main criticism coming out of it. I did feel that it was a lot of that. Like we want to, here's Ric Flair. Here's the guy that uh, the ESPN audience has probably heard of, but don't necessarily follow up with. I think that's why you got a lot of these stories that, you know, we have probably heard, uh, but the audience who might know the name Ric Flair, who's watching ESPN, but doesn't, you know, keep up with everything that's happened in his career. They don't know all that. It's new to them. Uh, You know, you're trying to get a different audience for Ric Flair. I do feel you a little bit on the uh, director. Um, the director, I, I thought when I first saw that they were going to like, they were filming him ask the questions instead of like being the off camera voice asking questions or even not even including the questions he asked and just letting Ric Flair talk and piece that together. I'm like, the director is wanting to make it a little bit about him and not just about Ric Flair. There's two things about that. Number one, that opening shot of him at his age in the rope. I thought that was creepy. I thought, I thought they were going to tell the story of a guy who couldn't couldn't let go of his fame and, and and that was part of the thing well he's rick flair i mean that that's yeah. part of it too like you have the guy part, he's... They, could, they could have told that story they could have told that story with that framing device the other one is if you're gonna let rick talk the first clip you need is triple h going rick's a bit of a liar that's what you need to establish this because yeah. rick is an is an is is again he's an unreliable narrator even with his own life. It doesn't mean I think he's lying. Mm-hmm. I just think, I just think it's, it, it's hard to do a documentary about a business based on carny speak and carny ways and have anybody be forthright there. You know what? There's, there's, there's a big criticism for me. It felt like there was no real depth other than the Reed stuff on this. Well, it's interesting that- too. Uh, yeah, the Reed and Charlotte and the family, and that was, I guess, the main story of the thing was That's you know, interesting stuff to me. That's what yeah. I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear. You know what? I wanted more of his wives on camera talking about well, what a louse Rick was. Well, that was the main story of the entire documentary that I thought it was about Ric Flair. Oh, he has all this family drama is all this, but he keeps going back to the wrestling and the everything because the wrestling was his family. His family was family yeah. number two. Um, I, I, it was enjoyable. It wasn't the best 30 for 30 by all means. Um, it was better than the last one I watched that was new, the Catholics versus convicts one that that was really disappointing. Uh, so it was at least an uptick from the last major one that I can, uh, I can recall as far as the new ones go. Um, yeah, not, not terrible, but I mean, there's other ways you could do about it. Yeah, but. There's, there's ones where they're, where they're really, I mean, where you, the director cannot separate himself from the love of the subject or for wanting to make the subject looked good. Yeah. And this is one that, that that's this category as opposed to being kind of critical about or, or disconnected from it so that you're not, I mean, I mean, I thought the director was leading the witness in many ways. <laughs> At the uh, WWE Raw house show, Samoa Joe was the third member of the Shield. Oh, give me that! Because because the rumor is that Roman's coming back next week. Yeah, that's why they keep doing the Shield stuff. But I'll t- I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take I'll t- dude. I will take Samoa Joe in the vest and the and the Shield. Well, it doesn't get look up like or- he was in the vest. There's a picture of him being the power bomber. In the okay. uh, trio power bomb, but he was not fully dressed he, in the vest. He's just that. he's yeah. he's just doing Ro- Roman Reigns uh, uh, gesticulations. Could very well be an af- yeah, it could be uh, something. I don't know. Mm. Um, uh, it was very odd when you saw all the promos for the Ric Flair thirty for thirty. That a lot of n- there was a longer one that had a very brief voiceover at the end with the uh, "What if I told you so and so?" I can't even remember what the "What if I told you" was. Uh, because always when they run these promotions and when they run these commercials on ESPN for a 30 for 30, there's the clips and everything. And then at the end, you get the what if I told you so and so and then, you know, the movie title. Uh, and that's usually the thesis of the film. Yes, these didn't have that. Like yeah. they didn't even know what to do for the voiceover. Uh, the what if I told you, what are you telling me? What 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 is we, what if I told you to be the man? You got to beat the man because that's not what it was about. It wasn't about the wrestling. You know, it, it's. I, there was no, what if I told you? And that's where I kind of thought like, okay, what's the story here? Like it's a 30 for 30 on Ric Flair. But what does that mean? You could do a 30 for 30 on Kurt Angle and go into five different stories. Like there could be five different intentions. And that's Kurt Angle who's had, you know, half, if even 
the life of Ric Flair in pro wrestling and all the drama on the outside. Yeah, I was conflicted on, on the framing device because you think you're viewing like his resting place because it, because Reed's name is Richard Reed Flair. And then it turns out to be Reed's. I was just like, well, that, that felt a bit, uh, manipulative in a way. Um, but I, I didn't mind it in the end, but it, but made me, you know, it, it gave me pause at first when I first saw it, but it, you know, it was an idea that they had, they made a movie, they made a movie, they, they made did, a movie. They, they made a movie. They mm-hmm. didn't tell a story. That's my main beef with, with the thing. Chris Jericho is wrestling at wrestle kingdom 12 on January 4th, 2018 against, uh, Kenny Omega. For the WWE, not WWE, that was a Freudian slip. For the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, Wrestle Kingdom, one of the big main events. I believe that's going to be second from the top, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Third from the top behind the Intercontinental Championship match and the IWGP Championship match. Third from the top, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho out of WWE for what really seems like the first time since he debuted there. I know he's had his exoduses. He's had his hiatuses. This really feels like the first time he's been out of WWE. He's wrestling Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom. How shocked were you when you woke up to that news? Because I can't imagine you watched that show live. I was surprised to hear that news. I wasn't excited to hear that news. Really? And Really? Why not? I, I wasn't. It, it's, okay. big sto- it's a big story. Oh, it's a huge story. Don't get me wrong. I just look, I, it, it's weird because talking from John of wrestling Omikaze and, and others, I, this is your, your main show of the year. I understand from a marketing perspective, how big of a get this is. This is huge for them. They hope it they hope it then expands to the US audience. It gets more eyeballs from them. I understand this. I agree with that decision from that perspective. If I had paid to go fly out to the Tokyo Dome as an American fan to watch this, I'd feel angry. Because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not getting what brings you to the dance. I'm not getting the great necessarily. New Japan card with three match of the year candidates up at the top. I'm not. I'm getting Tanahashi versus Billy Gunn, but a better match. I'm getting, I'm not getting 29-year-old Chris Jericho, who was the best worker to the point where Dave Meltzer put him in the Hall of Fame early because of his just transcendent state as a worker. I'm getting what 47 48 year old chris jericho <laughs> he's not that old he can't yes, he be is. he can't be that old are you serious he, he's 47? a couple years older than me oh, i think so chris, let me check let me check chris, Jer- chris jericho oh, he's 47 46 wow that creeps he's, up on you doesn't it 47 he's, he turns 47 tomorrow wow. all right okay I, I, I was a little surprised to hear that I, i'd probably be surprised 10 years from now to hear he's 57 okay and and here's the other kind of downside from it he hasn't worked a match in a non-WWE style in a number of years. Now, I'm not saying that that muscle memory won't come back, but this isn't Lionheart Chris Jericho of, of New Japan Super Juniors 1995. This is Chris Jericho who comes back for the nostalgia runs for the, for the road to WrestleMania and wants to fight every internet darling on a card You know when they do a Japan tour. And has and an okay he's, match. He's doing he has that an now. Okay, he has an okay match. He, he doesn't have a great match. Oh. He has an okay, good to good. I'll say good match. Nice. I, I won't. Crap. Okay sounds like an insult. To Crappy me. matches against I, AJ. Exactly. Exactly. He's going to, you know, he's going to do his spots. He's going to do his triple jump, moonsault, and slow motion. I like Chris Jericho. That sounds like I'm trashing him. I was, I don't want to so sound angry like I'm against Chris Jericho. No, I'm not angry. I'm, I'm like, we're not killing Chris Jarrett. This isn't the killing Chris Jericho I, show, but hosted no, by no. Jeff Hawkins. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Because wow, he'll probably kill me on Twitter anyways for, no. for, because he'll, so, someone was, Hey, did you hear what this dipshit on another show said or whatever? No, here, here's my point though. In, in trying to market to a broader base, American audience in many ways, 
they're killing what brings them to the dance. It's it's kind of like the, the when when I compare fast food restaurants, it's kind of like In-N-Out Burger does one thing very very well for the most part. They do burgers, fries, shakes. That's about it. Jack in the Box loves to diversify its its menu and keep rotating things in, and it it it's kind of medium quality, but there's always new stuff, and that's the hook to bring you in. It's kind of they're trading their In-N-Out burger for Jack in the Box, in my opinion. I could be way off base on this. Chris Jericho could put on a four to five star classic here, and then everybody go, oh, you're the one who said you could be on negative. <laughs> Look, I am open to that because then I will be impressed, and I enjoy being wrong. I, I Unlike Rob McCarron, I enjoy being wrong mm. because that means my cynicism has not completely botched any kind of joy I get. You know, it, it's one of those types of things. Well, I me, just, you know, and, and here's the other thing I got a question on. When does Kenny Omega's contract up? Is, is Did he sign another two year or was it just a one year? January. This January? January. He's in the rumble. No, he's and not. so is Christian. No, he's not. No, yes. He's not. They're, they're, that's no, where they're going to they're gonna do that. And then they're going to do You're not one the of hat. those people. You're not and one of those conspiracy theorists. And then they're going to do the cruise. No, no. <laughs> That's not happening. Chris Jericho's out of WWE, man. He's gone. He's out. Now, now let me give the positives. I love that promo. Okay. I absolutely loved that Chris Jericho promo Mm -hmm. where where he makes himself the alpha versus the omega. I I want to stop you before you go too far, okay? Okay, go ahead. I have a couple of points to tell you where you're wrong. And then, yes, the promo was good. The crowd also loudly chanting Y2J for Chris Jericho. They're hyped Mm -hmm. about this, okay? Sure. Can you make a big deal? Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho is bigger for Japan than Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn was for here. That's a bigger get for them. And Shinsuke, that was a pretty big deal. Agree. Right. Yeah. We took Shinsuke Nakamura. The WWE in the U.S. took Shinsuke Nakamura Maybe. from New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan, <laughs> it feels in a way like they're taking Chris Jericho from WWE. It feels that way. Okay. Feels like they're taking Chris Jericho to wrestle Kenny Omega, who's been a world title challenger in that promotion. Okay, this is not a Sami Zayn level character in New Japan. This is Kenny Omega. He's a U.S. champion. He's beaten Okada. Chris Jericho is coming in for a third match from the top. And that's another reason why some of these naysayers are wrong. You have Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega coming in. That's surreal. It's also huge for the American audience. Like if you want to get people to sign up for, for New Japan World, that's a pretty big deal. Yes. The New Japan fans, the American fans who want the best matches, you're still getting Tetsuya Naito against Kazuchika. Kazuchika Okada. You're still getting Okada and Naito there for the IWGP Championship. That's going to be a huge match. Uh, you're getting Jay White coming back, who's a regular player there, to wrestle Hiroshi Tanahashi. You have still big matches on there. Yeah, yeah, you're getting saddled with Cody Rhodes versus Kota Ibushi. That's, a, that's just a bummer right there. But you're still getting big deals on this show. And it is there, if, it, if you want to say it's their WrestleMania, it's their big top show. You have the big world title match that everyone's hyping. You have the surreal match between Chris Jericho and, and Kenny Omega. You have plenty of diversity on this show. Also, it's not Chris Jericho debuting for this promotion and being a novelty act. If you want to build it all the way back to the 90s, this is Chris Jericho making his triumphant return to New Japan. This is the OG of that type in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And now Kenny Omega, 20 years later, you're going to get the past and the present right there at Wrestle Kingdom. This is a New Japan match, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega is. It's not Chris Jericho coming in here as a nostalgia act from WWE. This is Chris Jericho, New Japan nostalgia act. You know, they saw how Chris Jericho was in his Kenny Omega years in New Japan. And now he's coming back to wrestle Kenny Omega in the current day New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is a huge deal both for Japan. It's a huge deal for these people. And... I just go back to when I was first getting into Ring of Honor. I was a WCW WWE fan. And how did I get into Ring of Honor? It wasn't Brian Danielson. It wasn't Loki. It wasn't Brian Kendrick. I started watching Ring of Honor because I heard that Eddie Guerrero and Jeff Hardy were there. And that's what brought me to Ring of Honor. And then I stayed. And now you're trying to attract the people who aren't in it for the Bullet Club. They may not know, you know the 13-year-olds to 17-year-olds out there. The younger WWE fans who don't really know about New Japan. Don't even know about New Japan World. You're trying to get them to ha- to say, oh, Chris Jericho, that's a pretty big name who I've seen since I was born in pro wrestling. 
That's a pretty big guy going to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Maybe I should check it out. And you're hoping that some of them stick around and stay and want to go to your New Hold Japan on. shows. Hold on. It's I'm a big deal. You off here. It's I'm big cutting deal. you off big here. I never said it wasn't a big deal. I never said it was a bad marketing ploy. It's the greatest match in New Japan history. It is a genius ploy. I'm saying for us work rate nerds, maybe it's a half yeah. step down from, from main well, events be, that we've had. Right. It's not going to be great. Let's face it. Chris Jericho's kind of sucked. He's borderline sucked in the ring lately. I mean, Kevin I Owens, AJ Styles. He's borderline sucks. Chris, Chris, that's Rob who said that, not Jeff. He's borderline sucked, <laughs> but he's always been list. he's always been interesting. Okay, he's borderline yes. sucked in the ring, but he's always been interesting. Uh, will it be a great match? Probably not against Kenny Omega, but if there was one guy who could pull out the best match in Chris Jericho in New Japan, it's probably him. Okay, let me let me give you a spectrum then, because both these players can go either way, in my opinion, if they wanted to. Is this a angry blood feud type of program that these two get into and start, you know, Oh, I, I think it's only cutting one promos on each other. No. Or is it, or is it comedy wacky? Oh, Kenny no. Omega oh, doing no. an arm ch- chainsaw. No, and no. Chris Jericho coming out with Christmas lights on his it, jacket. It, it is not going to be funny comedy match. It might start that way, but then Chris Jericho is going to be the frustrated veteran. Who's like, I came here to fight and you're, you're goofing off bullet club member. And then Kenny Omega is going to rise up to the occasion and be like, okay, I'm the, I'm the present here I'm the present and the future. I'm going to kick your ass. And it's going to be a 18 minute back and forth battle that eventually ends with a heated exchange. Kenny Omega is going to hit his finish. Chris Jericho is going to lose. And then they're going to wrestle in some type of match on his cruise on the Chris Jericho cruise in October. I don't think, I don't think Jericho is coming in for multiple matches in new Japan. It's a one shot deal. He's going to lose to mm-hmm. Kenny Omega. And then he, he might go back and wrestle for WWE a couple of more times. I don't think they're going to be upset with him that he wrestled one match. Is Vince a fan of it? Probably not. Is it collusion and they're in it together and Vince is like, okay, we're going to bring Kenny Omega in? That's 100% no. You're not seeing Kenny Omega at the Royal Rumble, guys. You're I, not okay, seeing Okay, hold on, hold on. Number one, I don't think Vince even knows that this is happening. Oh, he absolutely <laughs> knows. it. Chris Jericho's a pretty big deal for those guys. He knows it's happening. Does he? Does he care? Is it making a big blip? Probably not. And also, the guy's out of contract. You know, he's he's not signed with you guys. Could you be a little upset? Maybe. Is it going to stop Chris Jericho from ever working for WWE again? No. Does it maybe push back Chris Jericho's entrance in the WWE Hall of Fame one extra year? Yeah, maybe. Okay, let, let me put this thing because you were so emphatic about it. Let's say Jericho works with Omega. Likes how he likes the two's chemistry. Goes back to Vince and says, you should sign him. He's a free agent right now. Whatever. Jericho enters the Rumble. Kenny Omega comes into the Rumble. How about that? I mean, well, you know, that something happens happen. at New Year's Dash. Well, that can't happen uh, because by January 4th, Kenny Omega will have signed. Because okay. that's what happens. If they're not signed beforehand, they sign on the 4th and the 5th. You know what you're getting into. You signed before the 5th of January, that's for sure. So there wouldn't be a chance for Chris Jericho to go back and say, oh, he's a free agent. He wouldn't be anymore unless Omega wasn't signing. And Omega is signing or else he wouldn't be the U.S. champion after January 4th. Well, he could lose it at New Year's Dash. I mean, it's yeah, in theory, yes. In theory, yes. Uh, I don't think Kenny Omega is coming into WWE. I don't think that's happening. It's a little thing. Chris Jericho's got his cruise too. This isn't necessarily a situation where Chris Jericho was going there to scout for WWE. I mean, he's got his cruise in October. No, he's, I, I, he's know, I never said that. With you know, Ring of I, Honor. I don't, I don't think he'd officially scout, but I think, you know, I think he's still on good terms, probably with the WWE still. And, you know, yeah. it, it helps to get a good word in with the old man if he trusts you. I think there's plenty of people in that company too that could probably vouch for Kenny Omega. Would Vince uh, trust him as much as Chris Jericho? Maybe not. Well, right now, those two might be Sammy and Kevin. So. No. <laughs> That's true. You're right on that regard. Oh, just a crazy. I, I think it's a big deal. Like I said, I mean. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. I never denied that. Yeah. I never denied that it wasn't a big deal. I just heard the announcement. And I went, okay, it's a surprise, but man, I'm glad I didn't travel to Japan for the show because I really kind of wanted to see Omega. Um, the uh, Okada three and him finally okay. win the title. Okay, but you couldn't get that match anyway because oh, I know. Okada already had his ticket punched with Naito. Um, and then you're gonna get that's other big match. matches. You're that's gonna a great, that's a great match. It's a great I'm match. Getting, I'm getting Toriyano, and that's you're all getting, I need. You're getting that. 
And people will get Obushi and Omega in a different show uh, where it might mean more. Maybe they'll headline one of those uh, those trio big events where you have it's, to have three separate main events at three separate nights. It's so weird. You know what? Let me let me ask you this. Do you see any parallels in some way? Maybe not always. Maybe not exactly a, a matching thing between Jericho and Omega and Cody and Abushi. Um, Cody seems like the guy that's getting way luckier. I mean, a singles match yes. at Wrestle Kingdom when he probably doesn't deserve it, but he is but the, the Ring of Honor champion and Jay Lethal got those matches, so maybe he does deserve it. But they're both going to work, quote unquote, their style. Oh, so sure. to speak. A- again, against guys who have, you know, for, for lack of a better term, far superior work rate. Well, I mean, Kota Ibushi can work WWE style. He did during the Cruiserweight yes. Classic. I, yes. I, I'm interested in that Cody Kota Ibushi match just to see how it turns out to see if Cody Rhodes is too slow to work with Ibushi, how Ibushi dumbs down. Uh, maybe Cody Rhodes brings it and it's like the best match of his entire career. There's a lot of different ways that one can go. I mean, I'm, I'm not disinterested I'm, in that match. There's a lot of, lot of like people are going to like this show. I mean, young bucks, yes. young bucks against yo and show. I mean, that one's going to be great. There will be great matches on the show. People are going to go in. If they want to go in a little bit disappointed about the card, you're going to go out and be overwhelmed. This, this has all the makings to be one of those over-delivering shows because people were not, down a little bit on Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. Yeah, not not to get too uh, Joe Lanza here, but has Cody Rhodes who is, had... Who is that? I, you need to tell me who this is. You keep bringing up this Joe Lanza. I don't know who this is. That, that, that guy with the hoodie. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. um, hoodie thief. Yeah. Um, has Cody Rhodes had a breakout match, a really singular performance that you look at and go, that was a fantastic, outstanding match since leaving the WWE? No, but I do see him as I mean, think about Eddie Guerrero, 2002 He's level. He's solid. Right. But, but Cody Rhodes yeah. is on the same page as Eddie Guerrero circa 2002 for if you were a WWE fan, this guy had just been in the company for a couple of years, was never a big main eventer. He was mid-level. He was Cody Rhodes level. Cody Rhodes working this show. If you're if you're a kid or a younger or you know someone who watches WWE and doesn't really follow Japanese wrestling, but you know of it and then you see Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho going there. You might you might try to subscribe to New Japan World. You might fail. It's not the easiest website. It's not the easiest website to to maneuver, but you can get there. You can get there. Um, and you, you might follow these these guys with Chris Jericho going in and Cody Rhodes going in. You might be in love with the main event. You might fall in love with the Young Bucks because certainly everyone else has. There's a lot to like. Hey, Cody Rhodes. There there are parallels. There are parallels. Um. That'll be the interesting one to see who has the best match on that show between Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho. And the thing, yeah. it's going to be against Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, who everyone wanted to see them wrestle each other. But now you're going to see them in two other matches that are both surreal. I mean, Chris Jericho is wrestling in outside of a WWE ring. WWE ring for what, the first time in 20 years almost? 1999? We, we may still get Jeff Cobb on this card, which would be surreal to me in some ways. We still may. Uh, you got, uh, I mean, Chuck Taylor. Christ's sake is wrestling new best Japan. friends best friends are in the tag league it's this is- insanity what a year for <laughs> Chucky e. T ring of honor and new Japan in the same year good good make all the money Chuck oh. in your, in your reti- on your retirement good for him tour. good for him it's Quote been a long unquote. retirement tour good for him oh, yeah. I, like three years. at shake them ropes is the Twitter feed at crap game 13 gets you the Jeff uh, visit us at voices of wrestling.com slash S T R if you hadn't tried Blue Apron yet, guys, you should get on Blue Apron. Uh, I want to close out the show with this week's poll at Shake Them Ropes. You can go vote in the polls. Who is the heart and soul of Shake Them Ropes? 36% say Jeff, the winner, with 46% Sean Rossap. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.